Fluent. I'm Anthony Kay. This special edition of The Fluent, we're focused on mental health, and I've brought a friend along, as I always do, Elizabeth Burnell. How are you, Elizabeth? Hi, good. I'm great. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me over. I feel like I keep wanting to call you Lolita instead of Elizabeth, <laughs> and we'll tell everybody why at the end, because we're both on a new uh, comedy called Dem One, so we're going to tell some people about that. But Thanks. first, obviously, the main reason you're here is to talk about mental health, awareness, and kind of education. And what, before we get to that, however, we got to talk about why it's so important to you. So this is what I know. Born in Colombia, moved to Canada, and now you need to fill in a bunch of blanks. So maybe take me through the beginning of that. Okay. So basically the reason why I became so aware of mental health and I want to promote people being more aware of it too. And I want to advocate for it is because when I moved to Canada, it was such a hard transition for me to make that move, but I was totally thinking that I had it. I was like, no, 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 I can do it. But then as soon as I moved here and I was put in a place where I didn't know anyone, I didn't have a job, blah, blah, blah. Like all these new things that come with being a newcomer in Canada, my mental health started to crumble and and that's basically how I started to be like, oh, no, wait, this this change is like, it's making me crazy. I'm losing my hair. Why am I losing my hair? Uh, I'm feeling very nervous every day. Why am I so anxious? And that kind of stuff. So then I became more like, okay, no, I need to do something about it. And people who move to Canada rarely talk about this. We talk about the 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 problems that we have finding a job, the the difficulties we have with language. And, and I can only imagine what people go through in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't, we don't talk about the mental aspect of making such a big change. Yeah. Now, so when you what, were, when you were kind of planning to move, to come here, um, mm-hmm. did you already speak English? Was it something completely new when you moved here or had you already learned some or all? So I taught myself how to speak English when I was little. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, people are like, oh, how did you do it? And I was like, I don't know. I read encyclopedias and listened to cassettes. Oh my God. Do people who listen to you know what cassettes are? Oh, some <laughs> will, some will not. Um, but yes, I'll, I'll flash up a picture of a cassette so they can all laugh at us for knowing what those are. Um, but I, it's interesting that you said that, that you taught yourself. Now, yeah. I grew up in Canada. I was born in Canada, but I was born to you know, immigrant parents whose English, let's be honest, wasn't that great. And people always say, I can't place your accent, especially as I travel throughout the US. And I say, yeah, it's because I learned to speak from like TV. So I speak what I call like Hollywood, English, Hollywood English. Um, so that's, it sounds like very similar other than the, the cassettes. It does. No, and you know what? I learned a lot of English from TV shows and movies too, but also something that I realized when I moved here was that some of the things that I learned don't translate well into here because comedies, for example, the jokes they make to their friends is something that you wouldn't say to someone you don't know or someone to who you just met, right? So slang I found like, and the slang too, right? Yeah, and slang and everything. Like I found myself many times saying things that I was like, ooh. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that sounded funny in my head, but I shouldn't have said that. So it's also the transformation you go through, yeah. like personality-wise, the things that were useful for you when you lived back at home, but things that you can't use right here. So it's stuff like that. But yes, mm-hmm. yes, I learned a lot from movies and, and songs as well. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm constantly saying things and then realizing, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. So that's not that's not just people <laughs> who've moved to Canada. That might be everybody. <laughs> okay. So and And also, I want to point out, though, that you're a teacher. So, you know, when you're dealing with anxiety and depression and grief, 
probably something you want to handle when you're dealing and teaching kids because you don't want to kind of put that onto them, right? Because it is transferable. I don't know if you've gotten into that, but depression and grief and that, that is sort of like when you're in a bad mood, when you're feeling down, you can bring others with you, correct? Yes, absolutely true. And I don't think that it would ever, it, for me at least, it didn't, it didn't translate to, to teaching, but it did notice how unmotivated I was doing my job, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's a really good point, but I don't think it ever affected the way I, I did things, I don't believe, but it, at, at the end, it did affect the way that I felt about teaching. And I was like, okay, is this what I truly want to do? Why don't I feel motivated? What's, what's going on? When I lived in Colombia, though, I, I was already thinking like, I need something else. Like I've done, I've taught I started teaching at a, uh, when I was 18 years old because my English was better than average. And I hope I don't sound like I'm too into myself, but <laughs> <laughs> it totally sounded that way. Okay. But absolutely. No, no, it, it, we understand. We understand. It was, it was a little better than average. So I got a job teaching children and I was so excited because, oh, at a young age, being able to put food on the table, which is not the common thing to do for young Colombians who, who are independent. Like usually Colombians live with their parents until they get married either at where, where there is a 25, 30, 35, 40, even mm-hmm. it's embarrassing, but it's true. No, no, it's, it's funny. Cause we, we, in, in kind of North America, we look down on that, like 18 and you're supposed to move out. But, mm-hmm. it, and I've heard this from so many people, Colombian, myself, Greek, Italian, there's a lot of cultures where you typically stay at home until you're married and then you yes. move out, you start your life. And then when your parents get to a certain age, you move them in with you and you take care of them. It kind of becomes full circle. That's it's more common than people think. So yes, I, I completely understand. So you going off and doing that is a little different than, than the norm. Yeah, exactly. It's a little different. Yeah. And whether it's because of religious reasons or because people simply do it for financial reasons, I don't know what it's like, but it's definitely the culture. So I was able to do that when I was 18 and I was very grateful for it. Uh, so that's basically how I became a teacher by accident. They were like, okay, so we need a children's teacher. Can you do it? And I was like, sure. It was horrible, (laughs) horrible years. I didn't know how to teach children, but I wanted to work. And that's how I started making a living. So I started at a young age. And then, then after I went full circle, I taught, uh, children and then teenagers and then adults. And then by the time I was 30, I was already teaching at university. And then I went full circle with, uh, um, teaching, then I was like, is there something else? Can I actually do something else? And then when I moved to Canada, I was like, no, definitely I want to do something else. I mean, teaching, yes, but uh, let's just find something more fun to do, I guess. Okay, and we're going to get to the more fun in a second, I promise. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about so the mental health. So obviously, mental health, depression, those things, those can hit anybody. Like some people yeah. think, oh, if you're rich and famous, nope, you've seen it. It hits you whether you're rich or famous. If you're poor, if you're middle, it doesn't matter. It can, it can hit you. And a lot of yeah. times, a lot of times we don't even realize, and you know, I've had others come on this, which is how, again, how I've learned is sometimes you feel like, oh, that person's lazy or they're not motivated, but sometimes it's no, they just are so depressed that they just can't function. And it come. And if you don't know, like in the olden days, people would have said, ah, you know, just, you know, get over it and get over it and go, go, go do something now. Yeah. Be tough. Oh my God. Be tough. You hear that all the time. Right. And now we've realized that there's something. So how do you specifically, and maybe it's a tip that somebody else can use, how do you find are the best ways to deal with that when you feel kind of that anxiety coming on or that depression coming on? How do you deal with it? So you said it right. It's something that can hit anyone and anyone 
many people have felt depressed at some point in their lives or hyper anxious or they have had this generalized anxiety. Anxiety is everything. It's something that everybody knows what it feels like, right? You know what your body feels like when you're running on cortisol and adrenaline all day, right? So you know what it feels like. But if that is uh, when it starts to affect the way you interact with your surroundings and the way you interact, when it starts affecting your social life, your work life, you definitely need to be aware of it. And you need to do something about it. And sometimes it is just as simple as being aware of it and start working on what it is exactly that's making you that way or looking for therapy. If you can find a therapist that you can trust. A lot of people don't trust therapists because they had one or two bad experiences. For me, for example, I had to look. I found the fourth therapist that I found was was the one that I was like, yes, this is it. I found the person who's going to listen to me, understands me. And I want to be open and say everything I, I have like here. One of the biggest mistakes we make whenever we're dealing with mental health issues is not talking about it, not, not being open with it, right? And not talking to the right people. If you're going to talk to the wrong person, the person's going to say like, oh, whatever, just like, I've had worse problems than you. Like in my culture, in, in Latino culture, we don't talk about mental health. And very recently, we're starting to, to start like this communication uh, conversation about it, like in our generation and the younger generations are more open about it because our parents were like, well, I was never depressed. Like I went through so much more than you did and I was never depressed. No, you were never depressed, but you drank all day or you right. drank every week. You got like, you know, yeah. super. Uh, or you hit your kids because you were like highly emotional and you couldn't control yourself or, or stuff like you, that. You that dealt so with it. You didn't even realize you dealt with it in different ways exactly. and you just exactly. called it, Hey, I just went about my business, but you dealt many, with it somehow. Exactly. And many times people do that. Maybe not to the degree that they drink all day because it's easy to realize when you're starting. No, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say easy, but it, you can realize when you're, when you're <clears> drinking too much. So if you are dealing with it in a, an unhealthy way, you should also realize that and, and start working towards it. What is, it's, it's very, it's a very individual journey, you know, and like whatever helped me realize that I was not dealing with my emotions was for example, I started losing my hair, right? Because I was like internalizing everything and I wasn't talking about it. For me, it was very frustrating when I moved to Canada and I couldn't, I couldn't really express how I felt to my friends because my friends were like, oh, you're so lucky. You're living in Canada. You must love life. And then to my, uh, my partner at the time, and I was like, I don't want to complain about the, the life in your country because you don't understand but I needed to talk to someone and I didn't know who, right? right. So, so you just have to understand what it is that is affecting you, how you are dealing with those emotions, negative emotions. Understand that it is okay to feel the way you feel. It's okay to, to like, you shouldn't be ashamed of feeling the way you feel because we cannot control our emotions, but we can control our actions. Yeah. And we can start doing things that are not as toxic for, for ourselves. For sure. I do. I want to go back to the therapy thing because I've had some therapists on and, and I'll tell you this. I under I actually understand the the pushback from some people to go to a therapist because if you're kind of a little cynical, you might think, listen, a therapist is someone who just takes your money every week and you never get and you never get better, I guess, right? There's, there's no cure. However, that's the thing about mental health. It's constant. It doesn't just you don't wake up one day and realize, oh, I'm better now. The other thing with therapy or therapists specifically, and this is a, a therapist told me this. It's like finding your life partner. So you can't just go to the first one that you find. I was going to say the phone book between you saying cassettes and me saying phone book. Jeez. All right. The first one you find online, the first one you find, yeah, the first one you find online and just go to them and, oh, they're going to be great. It's the same thing. You need to interview them, right? To make sure that, that it's a right fit for you. 
And, and that's the person you're going to feel confident, like you said, opening up to saying all those things that you've maybe never said out loud, that you feel maybe you shouldn't say out loud, finding that person that makes you feel comfortable in your own skin to do that. Because a lot of times we find just saying it, just saying it out loud actually feels better. You know, I, I don't, I, maybe I, I'll admit it. I don't care. Howard Stern goes to therapy. You go to therapy. I went to therapy. And I tell you the one thing that I do is when I'm angry, I used to have, I used to get angry and that's what would cause my can at my anxiety. And mm-hmm. the person that I'm angry at now, I, I type out like a text message. Nice. And then I delete it. And you know what? I feel a million times better because I got it off my chest. Um, and here's, I'll give you, I don't know if you do this. This is a little trick I learned. I've actually started for myself. It's not even for other people to go look at. I started a YouTube channel called fluent relaxation. <laughs> it's one minute videos of like the ocean, the trees with like really relaxing. And just for one minute every day, if you tilt your head back, I don't know if you know this, if you tilt your head back and look up and take a breath, you feel better. Oh, nice. Right. Oh when I found that, I was like, oh, so if I could, if I just do that for one minute, it really calms my nerves and it's, it works, right? It's the weirdest thing that I found out. So very important. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're speaking out about it. I try to bring up, like I said, talk about mental health all the time. We see yeah. it, obviously I do sports fluent. We see it with, uh, there was a, there was an athlete from the Atlanta Falcons, um, Calvin Ridley, who actually stopped playing this season. He said, listen, my mental health, not right. We saw what happened with Simone Biles in the Olympics. Like it's not, it's everyday people, it's professional athletes, it's superstars, it's everybody deals with this. So I'm glad that we're talking about it. Yeah, I'm so happy that everybody has felt like uh, motivated to say it because like the more people talk about it, the less stigma there is because there's still a lot going around. Like even Simone Biles, when she started, when she said that a lot of people like said so many negative things about her. Oh yeah. It's like, like, haven't you ever felt like, haven't you ever been there? I bet everyone has been there, but we're so quick to judge. Right. Yeah. Oh no. What, one of my favorite wide receivers of all time, his name is Brandon Marshall. And they all used to call him like he was crazy. He was emotional. No, he, he suffers. Right? And, and he's been very upfront about talking about mental awareness and mental health. And it takes people like him who are in the public eye to come out and put this and listen, People are still going to put him down, just like with Simone Biles. They're going to put you down. They're going to say negative things. But you know what? If one, especially for me, it's kids, right? But even adults, but for me, but if one kid who's struggling goes, oh, I'm a huge fan of Brandon Marshall. I'm a huge fan of Calvin Ridley. I'm a huge Simone Biles or whoever the person happens to be. I'm a huge fan of Elizabeth, right? And they're like, you know what? It's okay to feel this way. What can I do to feel better? Then it's worth it. Then it's worth it. So that's why I continue, you know, to bring people on and and try to talk about it as much as I can. Yeah. What what you said? I like what you said about uh, therapy and finding a good therapist, and um, that's step one. But one thing we need to we need to realize when it comes to mental health and just like anything in life, one you need to accept that you have a problem and that you want to work on it because all the work has to come from you. You have to be honest with how you feel. You have to be honest with the way that you're doing things. You have to be aware of the negative, uh, uh, the maladaptive uh, strategies that you've been using. And it's just so much awareness. And so many times we're not ready for it, but we need to be because all the work has to be done by us and you Mm -hmm. can quit yourself, right? Yeah, great point. Great point. It has to be by you and it has to be for you. You can't do it because someone else told you to. You have to be ready, right? rehab right like you can be forced to go to rehab the person who goes into rehab has to admit i want help 
I have a problem. I need help. It's the same with everything. Like you need to start with yourself and admitting it to yourself because if you don't, you're doing it for the wrong reason. It's not going to work out. hundred percent. So on that note, if you are feeling anxiety, depression, grief, go find some help. It's okay. Right. It's yeah. okay. It's like I said, I, we, I, we've all, we've both admitted that we both do it. So I think, I think there's a lot more people than you know, that are struggling and, and they can do that. So don't be afraid to ask for help, but let's, yeah. and let's that yeah, is gonna, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but no, no. like it's something that's going to happen. Like just like this, right. It doesn't, it, it happens over an extended period of time of going up and down lows and highs and, and, it, and it's part of the process. Right. Yeah. Um, started going to therapy and when I started like uh, writing down the, the things that I was doing that I wanted to change and things I also had to, 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 I had to, to use a little bit of a radical acceptance too. And I was like, well, these things make me who I am and this is who I am. And I don't want to change these things. I am just going to accept myself the way I am, but there are a couple of things that definitely I don't need to be doing right now. So blah, blah, blah. So, so it's just a lot of awareness, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. And listen, that's, that's the hard part, right? Realizing that it's something within and it's not everybody else. But then as soon as you start doing that, I think that it also makes you be nicer to other people and kinder to other people because you don't know what their struggles are. And many times they don't even know they're dealing with that. They right. don't know their depression. They don't know what uh, highly functioning depression is like or uh, generalized anxiety or OCD. And people joke about it so much. People are like, oh, I'm so OCD because I like blues with blues, socks with socks. I like, And that's absolutely no, uh, that's no joke. So no, it's... it was treating it like it's a, a funny meme. No, share. no, no. Listen, take it from someone who needs to have all his French fries in the exact same order in the same facing the same direction. OCDs for real. Um, that being said, and, and let me go back a step. When you said you start being nicer to people, I will say this because we both are on as most people, almost everybody, right. Is on social media. And I remember when I first started doing sports fluent, I got, I got some praise, but I also got some hate. And I remember reading the first ones that said, you're an idiot. And thinking, oh my God, like I'm such a bad person. What am I doing? Why am I doing? And then I realized if someone actually goes, takes the time to go write something negative about you. Oh yeah. They're clearly, there's something going on in their life. And I've started to be like, Hey, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry that you're, you know what I mean? And it took other people telling me that, um, I, I want to remember who it was. Cause I want to give her her credit, Sarah Spain, who's she's on, she's a host on ESPN. She, I mm-hmm. said to her, how do you deal with all this? Like, cause she gets a lot. And she goes, you know what? I actually respond sometimes and just say, I'm sorry that you're having a bad day. Is there anything I can do to help? And I'm like, oh, that's actually really good, right? That's that's because they probably are having a bad day. If you're on there saying some of the things that she told us they were saying to her, I get it. Yeah. So I want to shift yeah. gears a little bit, Lolita. Yeah. Oh, so okay. you you are you and I, uh, but more so you, um, on on a show called or a show that's been coming out in the summer of 2022. Uh, this mm-hmm. summer, uh, called Dem Ones. You play yeah. Lolita, Lolita. Who, who is the mother of Rex, who is yes. kind of the main character. He's the main kind of, he's the main guy in the show. It's about his life and his his dealings with his crazy boss. That'd be me, Mr. Colta. You kill it, by the way. Oh, thank, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm nowhere near as good as you because you you're doing it in both languages, and you have this love for Rex, and you pamper him. And then you kind of have a different relationship with your other son, Willie, yes. uh, who's also not quite, he's not very motivated. So tell me no. about kind of how Dem Ones came about. Maybe give me a little bit of Lolita's because I like her kind of, I like I, I like her, her fire. Yeah. 
Well, then once I auditioned for, for them once, uh, I actually found the job like at three in the morning. It was one of those nights that I couldn't sleep. And I was like, let's just go through these, I don't know, job postings and whatever. So I auditioned, I found it very late at night and I was like, oh, I want to audition for this. And then I auditioned and I felt so much love for the character. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is my aunt. This is someone's mom. This is, you know, like, and I was like, oh, this is so, so sweet. What an awesome character. And then uh, I auditioned for it and I was lucky that I was chosen. And uh, she has this love for the, like you said it, for the youngest kid who works. But the oldest kid, my my first kid, her first kid, uh, he's a little bit of a bum. He's a gamer, you know. So he doesn't have love for that because that's kind of like what Latino culture is like you work you deserve my praise and my love and you are like the king of the house you don't work or in many cases you're a woman yeah and the, you know you don't deserve the love and the praising and everything in the house it's like the man of the house the worker the one that brings the food to the table or whatever yes so, uh, so exciting. yeah no it's like i said we for those that don't know we did our table read yesterday and um I just, I, I can't, you know, I like when you work on a project and especially a comedy. And I was, I don't know if you realized or, and you probably heard me as you could tell I'm, I'm loud. As you guys were doing your scenes and I was waiting to do mine, I was laughing like out loud at the stuff. So I'm like, I hope everybody else finds as funny as I do because I was oh, laughing. Yeah. So, so I'm looking, I'm, you know, looking forward to sharing that with everybody here. So it's going to be Dem Ones, uh, D-E-M-O-N-E-S um, yes. dot official if you want to give them a follow on ig where can we give you a follow um and kind of stay in touch you can find me on social media as elizabeth express um as if you were taking i don't know a train or something it was, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll post it on the screen but i gotta ask you because i have seen everything is elizabeth what's elizabeth express so my name initially was a uh, name in Spanish and it wasn't, it was too long. It just didn't make a lot of sense. People didn't remember my name. So it was Canal Eli Bernal, which was like my name. And it was basically like the channel of Elizabeth Bernal. But anyways, I'm not a channel. I'm a, you only find me. It's not like you can, you know, like, uh, it's, I'm not a channel. Just, just a channel. Okay. But then what was funny was that people were not recognizing my name as Elizabeth. They were calling me Canal because it was the canal of Elizabeth, right? right. And people, canal, and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, no, no, no. Or they would call me Canelli. And I was like, no, wait, no, stop. That's not my <laughs> So I was like, I just have to change the name and I have to change the name. And I was just so decided to do it, but nothing was really speaking to me. So then eventually I took the train to Toronto and I don't know why the express word came to me. And I was like, you know what? Elizabeth Express. That's it. E -E. So you got on the Toronto Express and became Elizabeth Express. That's it. That's I right. I love it. I love it. Why not? That's yeah. good. All right. Hey, thank you so much. I can't wait to keep working with you. I can't wait for everybody to see Dem Ones because it's hilarious. Um, and more, most importantly, mental health is important. It's real. And, and take care of yourselves. Until Absolutely. next time, be fluent.